Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Roscoe, we're back. We are back. We're never gone for too long, my friend. We're never gone for too long. Uh, this week, my we're going to bring you all the MMA news. We're going to talk about, uh, obviously, Joshua versus Fury being announced. Two fights uh, agreed. Uh, we're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about Foy Island. Last weekend's UFC. This weekend's UFC. Get ready for a fight. <laughs> know, how's the form? I'm good, man. Do you know what? Like, as much as I love doing the football shows, I always love doing the, the MMA shows as well. You know, I actually love doing them both equally. I always find the football show is a bit more opinion-based, and then I think the fight show is a bit more... You're, you're almost like guiding a storyline in the fight, the fight uh, game. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was just watching a video with Stephen A. Smith and how Joe Rogan was like, if he doesn't know what he's talking about, he shouldn't be doing it. And then I was sort of like, I don't really overly know what I'm talking about as well, but I sort of cre- create stories that could turn out possible. Like, creating possibilities for people that don't really know stuff, what they could be looking out for, you know? Yeah, but uh, you might not 100% know what they're doing, maybe, like, in the cage or whatever, but, like, you, you know more than most, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you've been covering yeah. it. You've been covering for like four years now, so like you're probably still in the mindset of, oh, I'm that guy who like went to the McGregor fight, being like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like what where you're at now, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and also you remember like weird stuff that like I'm like, what? Yeah, well, like, you know it, I mean? it, no one really knows as much as Joe Rogan, but Stephen A. Smith is like bluffing just straight to millions of people on the ESPN, you know? Yeah, but uh, I feel like. Stephen A. Smith like walks in the morning they're like, going to be like right you love LeBron today it's like right the other person actually really does like LeBron so today you're going to say you don't like LeBron it's like yeah. he's like no matter what Liz I'll say what I want to say yeah well I think we have a good dynamic because you, you know like a lot so mm. yeah, I have to sort of get it out of you uh, for mm. the show to do well I see that's the dynamic if both of us are both so into it it's it, I don't know if it really works that well mm. Same way like the fire and the kid used to work well, you know what I mean? Whereas Brian Callum didn't have a clue and Brendan Shaw mm. would know everything. You know what I mean? I think yeah, but cool. it was funny because Brian Callum used to sometimes not, not watch the fights and then he'd be like caught out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, Ross, yeah, first of all, if you, if you are new to the show, make sure to hit a like, hit a comment and uh, make sure to subscribe because we're nearly on 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, nearly. And uh, on Spotify, if you're listening in, we're nearly on 500 subscribers as well, or followers, whatever it's called. But uh, make sure to hit that follow button as well. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, how's it going? Uh, make sure to subscribe and give uh, give us a four-star rating. You could give us a five if you're generous. But, uh, Ross, <laughs> I think we should start off with the boxing because like, the biggest fight that has been announced possibly ever in our lifetime, Fury versus Joshua, it's going down. Two-fight contract. Um, we have to start off the main thing that hit the headlines when uh, Tyson Fury thanked Daniel Kinahan, a notorious mm. man from Ireland, for creating this fight. Um, people are obviously tuning in now, not to hear not to hear anything else but this. So, uh, where, how do we start off this show? Uh, well, look, um, Tyson Fury is linked with MTK Global, who were originally called MGM, but I think the hotel sort of threatened to sue them over imagery rights. Uh, I don't blame them because their logos are actually similar enough as well. Um, and Daniel Kinnan seems to be the man behind that. Uh, they've come out and sort of said, oh, he's not really behind it, but I think everyone knows he is behind it. Uh, he's sort of linked up. His father is called Chrissy Kinnan. He's the head of the Kinnan cartel, as they're referred to. 
they're probably one of Europe's biggest drug cartels or alleged uh, drug cartels. And he seems to be trying to make a legit name for himself in the boxing game. Uh, he seems to, he has teamed up and since this teamed with um, the people who run Brave in Bahrain. So, look, it'd be interesting to see how involved he is. Bob Arum says, look, everyone sort of has a shady past, but, you know, he got the job done and he thinks he's very intelligent. And, you know, I suppose he is, he must be very, very intelligent if he is supposedly linked with this uh, drug cartel. I don't know how much he has involvement or how much his um, dad has an involvement, but I suppose the most famous thing, if you're from Ireland, listening from it, is the sort of Kinahan uh, Hutch feud. And that seems to be going on at the moment. So <laughs> that sort of that sort of brings the Daniel Kinnan aspect into it. Look, I don't know how involved he was getting the deal over the line. I don't know whether he rolled up to a meeting with like a Rolex for everybody in the audience. He was the, like the Ryan Tuberty of the show. But look, at the end of the day, uh, you know what? Even Leo Bracker was like, oh, oh, Sky Sports shouldn't be showing this because of his involvement. I don't know whether he's going to get less involved now. I don't know whether he was just involved in the deal. Um, but I am really excited to see the sporting aspect side of this. Yeah, I was laughing because um, I'm sorry, like you don't want to say the wrong thing here, you know, because uh, you you know how it is, and also it's just myself and Ross did doing this, and then if uh, like if Tyson Fury knocks up to the gaff, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, I'm like he said it. Yeah, but we've also had previous NTK fighters on the show as well. Yeah, and, like, it's like this is these lads' livelihood and. Uh, we want to have them again on the show as well. So, like, if like we're not yeah, interested, we, we're not interested here on how re, well we are interested in how the deals are done, but we're more interested in, in seeing the fights actually happening. So, um, and yeah, we're more 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 interested in the sporting aspect of it. Look, yeah. if he also represents Darren Till as well. Yeah, well, one 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 thing I will say, um, you know, Leo Vracker came out and was sort of against the whole thing. But if you really are so against it or you think he is such a bad guy, instead of saying Sky Sports, you should ban this, why don't they do a better job of actually trying to catch him in the yeah. act, doing something wrong? You know what I mean? Not, like not, not saying he hasn't done anything wrong or has done anything wrong, but like instead of being like trying to like rob from, why don't you catch him in the act or do a better job of like stopping him putting drugs around the country than like, being like, don't show us fight on Sky Sports. Yeah, it, like when I saw that on the newspapers, and I was like, "This is just going to make people more interested." Mm-hmm. And it's already the biggest boxing match that we're we're, we're going to see probably for a long, long time. And and I, I was talking about this the other day how boxing has had this problem where there's so many people that 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 run it. Mm. Whereas in the UFC, it's like the two best fight each other at full stop. Whereas in boxing, mm. there's so, it's like, will it be on? The zone, or will it be on Sky, or will it be on ESPN? There's so many people. I want to be the A side. I want to be the B. Well, don't want to be the B side. There's so much politics yeah. in it. Like for instance, Floyd Mayweather against Manny Pacquiao. That almost came five years too late. Now we actually have this fight that everyone has been asked for. We actually, I was looking back to our videos. We had this video: uh, Fury versus Joshua is the fight that the fans want. And now we're after getting it, so it was huge news. Um, Leo Vracker saying that this fight shouldn't be shown on, on Sky is bringing more attention to it. Um, mm. And it, to be honest, at the end of the day, everyone wants to see this. And the fight isn't even happening in Ireland. It's going to end up happening in Dubai. And um, Ireland doesn't really have a say in this. No, it really, really doesn't. Um, yeah. And I think this fight's going to probably take place in either Dubai or Saudi Arabia. 
I know it's uh, there's two uh, there's sort of a rematch guaranteed regardless who the winner is. Yeah. But I see this taking place uh, over somewhere in the Middle East. Sure. Um, Joshua fought Ruiz in Saudi Arabia. Um, Tyson Fury fought Braun Strowman in WWE in Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, I, I was actually going to say Cain Velasquez first, but he fought Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so, look, I think that's the fight. But there's, yeah, when like I, when you I, say, there is some stumbling blocks coming into this fight, Basmo. Yeah, well, hold on for a second. When I said Dubai, I meant like, uh, I actually meant Saudi Arabia. Like, uh, well, it could uh, be in Dubai. Yeah, who knows? Well, yeah, it was just it was just more that direction I meant. If you know what yeah, I mean. but it could go it could go into you know that like Ferrari Dome Arena in Dubai. That's on the same island that Yaz Island. It's on the Yaz yeah. Island. It's on the same UFC. Yeah, place. Uh, so like who Leo knows? Fra- Leo Fragger did write a letter to the people that uh, that that are associated with Daniel Keane and MTK in Bahrain, and then they're after cutting ties with them as well with the MTK. So. It's it. This is going to go on for ages and ages and ages. But as you mm. said, there is some stumbling blocks in the build up to this. Um, do you want to tell us exactly what it is? Yeah. So, um, Tyson Fury still has to do his rematch. Well, his trilogy fight with Deontay Wilder. Um, obviously, you know, Tyson Fury looked incredible in that last fight. He'll be a heavy favorite going into the third one. But Deontay Wilder still does have that knockout punch. He put Fury on his back in the twelfth round of the first fight and. Who's to say Wilder can't land a lucky punch? You know what I mean? And if one person can land a lucky punch, Deontay Wilder, he's done it 40 out of 43 times in his career. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe it's a bit harsh to call it lucky. Uh, also, uh, Dillian White is a mandatory challenger for the WBC heavyweight title, which is the belt that Tyson Fury has. And he's supposed to get that fight in by February 2021. So Fury might have to be Deontay Wilder and Dillian White before the first Joshua fight takes place. Now, the only caveat to that is that Dillian White is also managed by Eddie Hearn. So who knows whether Dillian White will be given a big chunk of change to take a back seat on that one. In terms of Anthony Joshua, he's still scheduled to fight uh, Pulev. Uh, I think that's obviously the least tall of the three tasks to do. So all the heavy lifting seems to still be on uh, Tyson Fury's side. But again, when you're talking about the A side and the B side of the fight, you know what I mean, and they're undecided on who names whose name goes first. Obviously, Anthony Joshua has more belts. He has four belts. Choice uh, of Fury is the lineal heavyweight champion. He's also the WBC champion. He's also undefeated. So, you know, there's an argument on there for both. Um, I don't think either fighter would be like, I'll take less money to be the A side or to have their name on the poster first. But for me, going into the fight, I think Tyson Fury will end up being the A-side if he has to run through Wilder and run through White. Because there are two massive fights, and he's going to have two huge pay-per-views before fighting Joshua. And then Joshua's only going to fight Pulev, which I'm sure will do decent pay-per-view numbers, because I'm sure Anthony Joshua always does decent pay-per-view numbers. But I don't think it would do Wilder Fury pay-per-view numbers. Yeah. I actually think it's going to be the A-side. is going to be Joshua, because he has more belts. And uh, I, tell you, I think part of the, the negotiations would have been you could be a side, but like Fury will, I think Fury was willing to accept any sort of terms within reason to get. This yeah, well, I, I think if the money's fifty fifty, well then Fury's happy enough to be a side, b side, and then obviously the rematch, the winner will be the a side. Yeah, so this was negotiated to go down in two thousand twenty one, 
So there is a possibility of two fights happening. There's definitely going to be one. I can't see Deontay mm. Wilder accepting a payoff not to have this fight. So when, when do you sort of think that we can look forward to Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, part three? Maybe later this year. Maybe we'll get, you know, October, November. Fury, Fury's staying very fit at the moment. So that's one thing that you know about him. He's doing his yeah. online uh, Instagram live fitness classes. That's absolutely and, brilliant, by the way. That's brilliant for him. Well, it's great for him because he means staying in shape. He's staying, staying smart. He's uh, keeping the mind clear. A bit like yourself, Basmo. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think uh, he, he's a uh, could fight him at the end of this year. And he comes out relatively unscathed. If he beats him the same way he did last time, who knows? He could turn around and fight Gillian uh, White in February in uh, 2021. And then you could get the Joshua fight in June. Where best do you think the fight would be if you're going to predict uh, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 3? I think it would be in Vegas again, to be honest. Because Vegas has sort of opened back up the casino. So if anywhere is likely to host that fight, it would be there. But they won't host that fight without fans because those gates in boxing are massive. I know, it's very, very important. Um, what about Katie Taylor? Where does Katie Taylor come into all this? Because uh, this would be an unbelievable card for her to get on for Joshua versus Fury. Yeah, I think so. Um, Any fighter, before, be- Well, before, before the lockdown, she was sort of scheduled to fight, what, what was that girl, Serrano, the other Serrano. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, a, was it Amanda Serrano or Cindy Serrano. Whichever one she didn't beat, whatever one she beat, it was the other sister she was scheduled to fight. And uh, I think, you know, that's perfect for you to go as a co-main for that. But who knows, uh, Katie Taylor could have three or four fights in that time. You know what I mean? Like, she likes to stay very, very active. Yeah, so it's meant, against here. Amanda, it's meant to be against Amanda Serrano. Brilliant. So, uh, who knows whether she'll hold off for that. Katie likes to stay active. So, and who knows, she might be retired by that stage because, like, she could retire tomorrow. I don't know whether financially she could retire or not, but like she could retire tomorrow if she's done it all. I know, but I, I, just to be on that card, I think it's something mm. that a lot of people are going to want to be part of because it is going to be history-making as well. But uh, is there anything else to say about this, as, uh, Ross, before we sort of... Well, we, have, we haven't on. said who we think is going to win. Oh, sorry, uh, you're, you're right. And, yeah. then, and then I suppose maybe we'll just have a quick run through the rest of the box in the heavyweight division. Like, yeah. it, it's more interesting than it's ever been. If you ask me, three years ago named 10 heavyweight boxers like probably couldn't do it and now I'm sitting there thinking like you know you have Fury Wilder uh, Joshua and like Ruiz put himself in there but being able to beat him now you have Parker you have Brown you have Tackham you have White uh, you have all these like top boys you have Baby Miller Usyk Usyk is moving up Usyk could be you know the best of all of them I mean like the heavyweight division is so exciting and that's where the money is in boxing in those heavyweight classes. So I'm very, very much excited to see it. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of fights to watch. I'd like to see Usyk maybe fight Parker next, just because I think Parker's a slightly smaller heavyweight. But we know nice to see Usyk sort of, before he steps in there with, you know, a giant, it would be nice to see him fight someone a bit smaller. Yeah, I think, um, I, I, think I read something, now. Don't uh, this might be 100% correct, mm. that Usyk is meant to be a mandatory challenger to anti Joshua at some stage as well. So there is stuff going on apparently like Eddie Hearn can write a letter to the boxing board to be like we're going to make Joshua versus Fury for the undisputed so the mandatory will have to wait and like apparently that's okay sometimes well I don't know I think Dillian White's been like mandatory challenger for about three years now so I don't know if he, he can make him wait also like Dillian White seems like uh, a character that might knock Eddie Hearn out if you don't want me to wait 
Yeah, well, get money for nothing seems, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, Walter uh, was asked to take five million to step aside on that month fight, and he was like, "No, I want ten million to step aside." And then Fury's like, "I'm not giving him two million to step aside. I'll bleed and box ears off." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gas. Yeah. So, yes. so what? What else can we? You see, the boxing's in a tough situation now. I've been watching Eddie Hearn's podcast with Bellew, and um, they had Dana White on. And <clears throat> Obviously, Dana White's after having five, if not six, events during this mm. coronavirus, and uh, there hasn't been any boxing fights happening. But um, is this is this problem now the way the UFC has totally just kept kept the train running? Do you think the boxers have, have been like, here, do you know what? No one wants to see me fight a, a journeyman anymore. Like they, people want to see the biggest, the best, and now we're getting the biggest and the best. So who who knows? We mightn't have gotten Joshua versus Fury over the line if this whole pandemic hadn't happened? Oh, I think we still would have got Joshua Fury just because, like, it's I'm too big not to make. Yeah, but I, think it's too, I think it's too big not to make. And I think it was, like, there was a collision course. There was just... It was fitting three people into one ring. That was the problem with Wilder, Fury, and Joshua. And then once what, uh, Fury convinced he beat Wilder, it was like, right, that's the fight they have to make. And in fairness, Fury calls out Joshua so often that, like, Josh will, will look like a pussy if he doesn't take the fight, so he has to take the fight. And yeah. uh, I, I don't think Josh was a pussy. I more think like Eddie Hearns, like maybe fight two more big paychecks before you avoid Fury. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I do feel that, but um, who knows? We might get more competitive boxing than we've seen in the past. Barry, Joshua Fury goes down. Who walks out with all the belts? That's the thing. That photograph after with the person with all the belts is going to be unbelievable. Oh, at absolutely. Moment, at the moment, like we put a poll out the other day, and it was overwhelmingly Tyson Fury. I, I, I think at the moment Tyson Fury is the best in the world. Uh, I like both guys a lot, mm. but um, and it, both, both, I think both lads like each other. They've already started the back and forth right now. Uh, like he, Tyson Fury is known for. FaceTiming Joshua saying he's gonna 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 beat him. It's hilarious. Tyson Fury, what a character! And uh, I think Tyson Fury is gonna get the win. Yeah, so do I. I actually don't see any facet how Joshua can beat Fury. Like, how's he supposed to get it done? I don't see it. Like, people are like, oh, he's good behind his jab and stuff like that. I was like, Joshua sort of like moves so statically compared to the way Fury moves. Fury like so flowy in there and he's so light on his feet I was like I think he's going to hurt Joshua and hurt him bad and hurt him early I think he more, might knock him out with him four arms four and, rounds yeah and the more the more fights uh, Fury gets in the fresh like the better he'll be as well oh 100% like he, he's, a, he's a man who does better the more active he stays yeah and also Joshua at the moment is injured I know that's not really going to play out later but Fury's still going. He's getting them exercises yeah. in with the misses, you know. But um, also, Ross, it was announced today that Argo mate Dylan Moran's back in action on August 8th. It's going to be it's scheduled. Well, it's meant to be going down in Germany. We're going to have to get him back on as well soon to uh, tell us all about it. Yeah, we definitely will. Dylan's an absolute gentleman. <laughs> and um, we'll make sure to be... Uh, we'll find out where, where, what time, how to watch it. And we'll let you all know. How'd yeah. you watch him? He's not too gentle. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that show we had with him as well. It was, it was as if like we were already cool mates beforehand. I think, I, I think he's actually one of the genuinely nicest people we've ever had on the show who was just like, he kept on complimenting us, which I thought was quite funny. 
Yeah, he's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah, so uh, we're going to move into the world of mixed martial arts as well. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to hit a like. Uh, in the comments, let us know what you think, Joshua Fury, and uh, make sure to hit subscribe as well. Uh, Ross, we're going to move into the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, there's nowhere else to start, but Fire Island is happening. Uh, what you make of this? And did you see the photographs of the arena? And uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it looks great. Uh, Yaz Island is a unbelievable place to hold an event. UFC have been there before. They've been to that like dome. I think it was for UFC one twelve Silva versus Maya, and then on the undercard of that was actually Frankie Edgar beating BJ Penn. So there's a bit of history for you for for those peeps. Straight off uh, the dome. You, did you? Yeah, live straight off that? the dome. No, 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 I like I remember because remember I was still no, I'm a joking. shy fight no, against Moya. Um, yeah, if you get to the pictures though, mm. like we were sort of sold the story that uh, it was going to be it on, was the, on the beach. Yeah, yeah. And people would be like in Hawaii, like what's it? What's the dress thing they wear? Oh, um, I don't know, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I think everyone <laughs> knows. Everyone knows what someone from Hawaii looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha, a I, 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 I think that's what that, that we, oh, that's we thought it was going to be a liwe. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we thought it was going to be a liwe on the beach and like a rose pig uh, with an apple in his mouth there while, while the fires were in the octagon. Yeah, so that's what we were sold, and that's what the teachers were sort of saying. But uh, it's obviously that that was never going to happen. That it's in the mm. arena. It looks great. Yeah, no, it really, really does. And uh, like you know, the infrastructure of the UFC. I've uh, got um, the guys in Yaz Island put in place. It seems incredible. Apparently, like there's a ten mile radius that will uh, like only UFC personnel allowed. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, how it goes down. It'll be interesting to see in the arena what sort of personnel will be there. Like, will there be some sheiks who have like a corporate box in the arena, or how is that going to work out? Uh, but the fight card they're after putting on itself is absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, to, kick it, to, ki- to kick it off, it's going to be UC 251, which is going to be on Saturday, the 11th of July. Three title fights in this card, man. Uh, we're going to have Ian Gary on the show to, in the build-up for this again. Uh, I remember I sent him the fight card, uh, pre- like what the rumor was, and he was like, mm. there's no way they're going to pull that off. But uh, I suppose they pulled it off for us. Kamara Usman's taking on Gilbert Burns, for the teammates taking on each other uh, yeah. for the welterweight title. Uh, for the featherweight title, Alexander Volkanovski's taking on Max Holloway, your mate, uh, in a in, in rematch. And then uh, for the vacant the bantamweight title, Peter Yan's taking on Jose Aldo. And then uh, also Pedro Zan's on the card. Uh, Jessica Andrade's taking on Roseanne Mayunas. Uh, so that's the number one contender for it, is that? Yeah, like this is uh, this mm. card is the real deal. It is the real deal. It really, really is. Like Foy Island's going to be absolutely insane. I do, I do think that um, UFC. More than Paul allowed the bag on this occasion. Um, look, you have, as you said, Usman versus Burns. Has anyone been more active in the last six months than Gilbert Burns? He is training partners with the champ, Kamara Usman. And now I know I said Kamara Usman's the daddy in that gym. And like, I think he's going to win. But Gilbert Burns wouldn't have asked for the fight if he didn't think he could beat him. So that, that, that's a very exciting and intriguing matchup. How are they going to train for the fight? I'm very excited to see the countdown on that show. Uh, then you have be amazing, yeah. uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. He used to weigh 240 pounds and play uh, Australian Rugby League. He's moved all the way down to featherweight. Uh, he's absolutely steamrolled people since he's come into the UFC. Uh, he's beat Jose Aldo and he's beat Max Holloway. Here's the rematch. Max Holloway is probably the greatest featherweight of all time. He's looking to get his goal back. 
I'm very excited to see that. That's definitely going to be a five-round war. And then you have the vacant bantamweight title. You have Peter Yan or Piotr Yan uh, undefeated in the UFC. It uh, doesn't matter. Why would you interrupt me for such semantics? You know, the absolute Russian striking machine going up against former UFC featherweight champion, the first UFC featherweight, Jose Aldo. Barry, how could you not be excited for that card? Joe's great. Doing these shows is brilliant, and it's even better when there's a brilliant card to look forward to. And uh, this it really has, is. This is everything all over. Like even the way it's going to be in a new arena. Like we get to see everything behind it. Yeah, it's buzzing. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. And then like Jessica Andrade versus Rose Amuse. You like you have to be batshit crazy to not think that the winner of that is going to fight uh, Zhi Lang Wei or Wei Zhang Li, whichever way that yeah. name goes. You know what I mean? Sure but, like, names there, yeah, man. But like unbelievable. And like you have some other great fights coming up on foil as well. We're going to get uh, Calvin Catter versus Danny Oik. I mean, that's a great fight. The winner of that could definitely fight Volkanovski next. Uh, Joseph Benavidez the following week is going to uh, fight against Figueroa in a rematch for the flyweight title. Gaston versus Manson on that. Then the following week, you get Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. Uh, Shogun's going to fight Little Nog. Gustafson's going to fight for Doom. Like, will you get to the biggest fight, will you? Are, are you? are you excited or what? Will you get to the biggest fight? What's the biggest fight? UFC 252. Miocic versus Daniel Cormier part three. Like, uh, yeah, but that's not on Yaz Island, man. I thought it was. No, 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 no. That's not on Yaz Island. They're, they're hoping that in America they can have a arena for that. That's TBA oh, to yes. be announced. TBA. The, the, the notorious TBA. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, if the Foyle Island finishes off, uh, I think with that last one I called it, it was... Till Whitaker. Till Whitaker, yeah. By the way, Darren Till has been on a mad one recently, hasn't he? On, uh, on just on the internet, yeah, <laughs> on the yeah. internet. He created a, a website, MikePerryIsABum.com. Oh man, he's just hilarious, adding his face into people's faces. But uh, mm. also, for people that didn't know, Whitaker versus Darren Till was meant to happen in uh, UC Dublin. Oh, like you, when you hear that now, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking, isn't it? Oh, it is. It was uh, probably going to be the biggest event the country had this year, but sure. But, well, the Euros. These things happen. Yeah, true. Well, it depends on whether we qualify or not. Oh, <laughs> very true. Because, like, uh, like w- would you care about, you know, Portugal versus Bosnia and Herzegovina if Ireland aren't in it? I know, yeah. We're for- well, in a way, we're fortunate because it gives the players an extra year to qualify. Mm-hmm. But, um, Ross, I think also Bellator Dublin is still going to happen in Dublin. It's it, it, October. It's on October. I think that's going to happen because, like, if you look at things now, uh, people are tend to go back to work now. The football's back today. Mm. The MMA is back properly. People are going back to work. Like uh, all these um, meetups of people, like uh, there hasn't been much more new cases of coronavirus. I know two days ago there was no new deaths. No, yesterday there was a couple, but uh, I think t- things are people are gradually get the the train wheels are coming off the bike of life, and things are sort of coming back to normal. Yeah, well, I think. I haven't heard it's cancelled, which is sort of always nice. And it's sort of the next event on Bellator's schedule, which is nice on the website. Yeah. So it's still there. And I think we go to Milan the following week. I think it's definitely possible. You could always limit the arena to 5,000 fans. 5,000 Irish fans is the equivalent of 20,000 fans from anywhere else in the world. So I think it is possible to do. Um, 
you could almost, you know, only sell tickets in groups, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got and do, that could sort of, you know, make social distancing a thing. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But did you get the email from the UFC saying, um, are you like people applying for media credentials? Send one now. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably what Bellator are going to do. They're probably going to send out to the media people. Mm. Um, so I mean, but that'd be a, that'd be a great thing to come out, like come out of the darkness of all this situation and to go to Bellator Dublin. That could really absolutely, yeah, definitely something to look out for, and hopefully it does stay on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it'd be an awful shame for to miss UFC Dublin and Bellator Dublin. Yeah, well, like, if Bellator Milan isn't going to happen, definitely. Like, I wouldn't say that's happened. But, uh, yeah, well, what's... like, we don't care about that one. <laughs> I always find that Bellator really gets a shite job. Yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't get the ratings either. I feel, like, I feel like it gets the kickboxing for whatever reason. Maybe there's a big kickboxing fan in Italy. I always find, like, there's a K1 version of it there as well. Yeah, it never really don't 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 really care like like bar Bellator Dublin. Well, like and London. Italy don't Italy Italy don't have a big MMA star like Sakara still rolls out for that one, but like he must be nearly forty. You know what I mean? And like he he has a record like a phone book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they do they do have their their uh, future star Marvin Vittori fights in the UFC. Yeah, but uh, like he's American, Italian, American? I think American. <laughs> Um, Ross, uh, I think that's probably the perfect segue to go into the weekend, last weekend's UFC action, uh, yeah. being headlined by Jessica Ive versus Cynthia Calvell. Uh, I know going into, into like we recorded last Monday, I think if I'm correct. So yeah, yeah so we got to see the whole build up. Uh, I went for Jessica Oi and uh, you went for Cynthia Cavell. Uh, obviously, by the end of the week, when I like looked like she she was nearly going to like faint. Making weight, I was like, right, there's one person going to be here, and it's going to be Cynthia Calvell. Uh, Ross Cynthia Calvell won by decision, arm eight. Mm. Um, she won by decision. Can't believe you picked yeah. against her, man. I know. I thought moving up a weight would be too much. Also, Jessica I was ranked number one. It just made logical sense in my head. But like most of the time, I get my picks wrong. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> like damned if I do, damned if I don't. But uh, in fairness, Cavell- m- m- most people were sort of slating this card as well. But like, uh, the fights are actually f- fun enough to watch. Yeah, the, the undercard was great. Well, the, fir- well, the first three fights, center. the first three fights were finished in under a minute. Definitely. All of them. That's exactly what you want. Uh, Andre Feely got a win as well against Charles Jordan, which was very, very close. He is massive for a featherweight as well. Yeah, uh, he is. Charles Rosa got the win over Kevin Edgar by decision. Marvin Vittori. You called out Bryce Mitchell. You called out rematch. Bryce. Well, there we go. That's one that uh, Bryce Mitchell is absolutely brilliant. He definitely wouldn't want to see that. Uh, Marvin Vittori eventually got the win by submission against Carl Robinson in the first round. Like he, he was waiting to get that win for a while. And uh, yeah, I'm actually delighted because like I almost think it was like insulting how much Carl Robinson missed weight by. Yeah, and then uh, also you know what's annoying about him? His name is Robertson, not Robertson. Oh, sorry, what name Robertson. is that? Yeah, Carl Robertson. And then, uh, Ross, what's next for Cynthia Cavell for people that want to know? She's after moving up to the flyweight division. As you said earlier, she's training with Team AKA now. So, um, what could be on the horizon? She's after moving up to number two in the rankings, as you said. Yes. Um, look, Cynthia Calvao, I don't think anyone's ever, you know, come into the rankings at number two from a different weight class, shot up so high. But that's what happens is you beat number one. I think she's going to fight number one next. I think she's going to fight Caitlin Chikugan, and they're going to fight out and if Calvillo wins she might get that title shot uh, I don't think uh, Kachugan if she wins 
she'll get a title, title shot. I just think Shevchenko beat her so dominantly last time that no one wants to see that in a rematch. I think Joanne Calderwood is next to get that title shot. And I think if Calvillo can beat uh, Caitlin Chikugan, I think that's where the women's flyweight is going to go next. And uh, just shout out to Marvin Mottori. I'd love to see him get a top 15 uh, opponent. You know I mean, he really took the Israel out of Sanya one day for, and I think he really yeah. deserved that. I'd agree. Uh, then this weekend, the, the UFC is going down again. Uh, Battle of the Big Dogs, Curtis Razorblades is taking on Volkov. Um, Russ, before we get into that, there's just a couple of people I want to mention on the prelims that are fighting. Like, uh, for instance, Roxanne Mario Ferry, Ferry coming off a great win against Macy Barber. Um, that could be Kilvey's uh, next fight as well, if the winner of Mata Ferry versus Lauren Murphy. Yeah, then uh, just put uh, that out there. Cordy Casey's on the undercard as well. Uh, then uh, Tisha Torres, the Tony Tornadoes on that card as well. But like headlining the prelims is Clay Guida versus Bobby Green in the lightweight division. This this is going to be a scrap, man. Yeah, Bobby Green is like one of the most entertaining fighters you'll see in a very long time. Yeah, like he he's happy enough to fight hands down. He's like his head movement's great. He's he's like willing to trade in the phone booth. The only thing is that I think Clay Guida has slightly changed his fighting style and is fighting a bit smarter. He's uh, willing to use a lot more of his wrestling to get the job done. So I expect Clay Guida to take him down and try and ground and pound him on the ground. I'd go with that as well. Is Clay Guida still training with uh, Uriah Faber? Well, Clay Guida sort of has a camper van and just sort of goes around wherever it suits but I think the last I heard with him he is still with Team Alpha Male so I think that's sort of his home per se but like I'm pretty sure he lives out of a camper van that fella yeah but that wouldn't be too bad if you're living out in the great weather you know yeah well if it's a nice camper van it's fine <laughs> exactly Joe who lives in a camper who lived in a camper van as well uh, Wee Man from Jackass oh yeah well, yeah. I'm pretty sure like a few WWE wrestlers have like really nice camper vans and like they take their camper van from like show to show yeah, I think I think there was just a stigma with camper vans back in the day that like you're poor or something. Yeah, but, uh, like these days there's yeah, but I'm sure some of them cost like fucking half a million. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah. a, it's a house on wheels. That's pretty cool though, in fairness. Well, I'm pretty sure some have like jacuzzis and everything in them. Okay, well that 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 would be like unreal. Unreal. I say some mad like uh, bands would have all that stuff. That'd be crazy. But uh, yeah, that's... go on. <laughs> yeah, go, uh, no, go on. Yeah. I was going to say next next to have uh, Jim Miller and yeah, a catchweight okay. bout. Uh, Baz, you know why this is a catchweight 160? Then Roosevelt Roberts... You know on who's end? Fight. Sorry? Oh, I was like, do you know who's end's on? I know Roosevelt Roberts fought like two weeks ago. Maybe he's, he's slotting in. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, he fought Brock Weaver there recently and yeah. uh, he got a rear naked choke against him. I think I actually picked Brock Weaver in that fight just because... He's a Native American, and I thought like he he has a cool look, so I was like, he'd be cool. No. Uh, I think Jim Miller will win submission on this one. Yeah. I think um, Jim Miller is like such a measuring stick in the lightweight division. Like if your jiu-jitsu is not on point, like he will definitely come and get you. And uh, weirdly enough, like Jim Miller must have about twenty-five UFC fights, and and the rest. Yeah, and the rest. And I think. Um, that he brought his son to his first ever fight so I think he's almost like fighting for his family now so big shout out to Jim Miller plus yeah. he seems like a lovely guy yeah then uh, I'll go with Jim Miller as well then in the, in the, the, the fight after that is 
your brother's twin, Belial Muhammad, versus your twin, Lyman Good. Uh, what do you yeah, me and Lyman Good, same bod. Who are you backing for this one, man? Oh, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm so unsure on this one because like, both these are like very, very good grapplers. If I have to pick, I'm going to go Belial Muhammad. I think every time you sort of come up against someone very good, He's lost, so he fought like Vincente Luque and he fought Jeffrey Neal, who are both like sort of t- top 15 welterweights. He's lost, but I feel like Belil Muhammad will be able to get the job done. I think it'll be sort of a wrestle heavy fight, but if it stays on the feet, Lyman Good has more knockout power. I'll go with Belil because uh, he's your brother's twin. Uh, also, in the fighting as well, we're counting with Pennington. She's back in action against Marion Renault. Um, I'm going to go Pennington for this one. What about yourself? Uh, no, I like Marion Renault on this one. Uh, I think she's the better striker of the two. And ever since uh, Pennington lost to Holly Holm, like that must be it. You know what I mean? I was like, what she left? What's what she got left out to fight for? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, like she is. Is she married or she's going out with Tisha Torres? She's on the card as well. Maybe they're keeping. She is, yeah, but I feel like they can't both win. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what we're here for. It's. Uh, yeah, oh, no, I think Tish Tara is going to win, so like I don't think they can both win. Okay. The not leave. The boat not leave Vegas happy. Well, that's a, it'd be a good story if they did, right? No offense to uh, Marion Renault. And uh, the co-main event, Ross Josh Emmett is taking on Shane Burgos in the featherweight division. Yeah, this this one actually will be very very interesting. Um, Shane Burgos is a great striker. He's willing to trade and bank, but Josh Emmett trained out a team alpha male. Um, he was on a good streak there for a while, hands. wasn't he? Yeah, he's got, he, he actually was. He knocked, he knocked out Bektich and um, Michael Johnson last one. And before that, he got knocked out by Jeremy Stevens. But he, like, Josh Hammond's also beat Ricardo Lamos. He's beaten some very, very high-caliber guys. Um, Burgos recently took a split decision against uh, Cope Swanson and then knocked out Macwan and Miracani. So I think... I do favour Josh Hammond. He's just so big for a featherweight. Yeah, so I'm just like... Well, that's going to get the job done. Yeah, but not not in height and width, definitely. But yeah, yeah, he's 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 a chunky monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Josh Emma, Josh Emma hits so hard, and yeah. I think Burgos is hittable. And Burgos got knocked out by Calvin Catter, so that's that's who I'm picking. Okay, I'll I'll agree with that. Uh, then in the main event, Curtis Blades is taking on Alexander Volkov. Russ, this is a this is a, this is I'm looking forward to this, and to be honest, like. I don't think I don't think the whole card's great, but this is this one's definitely one that uh, a good win for either lad. They're there or thereabouts are in the, around the top, definitely in the top five. Yeah, sure. Curtis Blades is ranked here number three. Yeah, well, these are two of uh, the tallest fighters in the heavyweight division as well. Blades yeah. must be like six four, six five, and like Volkov is like six seven. So two and big, he's not, he's big not lanky, here. He's not a lanky six seven either. He's very mobile. Yeah, 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 he is. Well, I, I would call him lanky, boy. he does move well. Yeah. Because uh, he's a bit of a string beam. Uh, look, Volkov beat Greg Hardy his last fight, and he sort of beat him well. Um, the only thing about this is that when he lost to Derek Lewis, he was sort of winning most of the fight, and then Lewis came back and smashed him. Curtis Blades beating everyone he's ever fought, not named Francis Ngannou. So, Volkov I'm going to go. Beat, Volkov also beat uh, Verdum as well. He did, yeah. He he, uh, he knocked him out. I think he was actually losing most of that fight. And that was like, in London, sort of wasn't it? Back. Yeah, it was. But I think Blade's going to be able to take him down and like 
hit him with those elbows. Uh, like like the way he did to uh, Overeem. And yeah. he was able to be, he was able to, you know, uh, knock out Dos Santos and he beat Shmiel Abdurkhamurnov uh, as well, boy, knock out. So I feel like he's able to get people down on ground and pound them and that's how he's going to get the job done. Yeah, the, the, when I watched back the Volkov fight against Verdum, it seemed like Volkov just weathered the storm until Verdum got tired and then won. Yeah, whereas, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas I don't think Blades is going to tire as much yeah, as well, especially considering Blades is almost always on the front foot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and like it, yeah. his wrestling game is brilliant. And like he was able to knock out Ollie and Anuk, and he was able to just like take down Mark Hunt and stay on top of him three rounds. I feel like he's just going to take him down. Like he's such a high level wrestler. Yeah, I'm going to go for Blades as well on that one, man. Uh, is there anything else to say about the fight card this weekend? No, I think I think that's sort of it. Um, I'm yeah. actually looking forward to this one. Is definitely a better card than last weekend on paper. Um, but yeah. again, people don't fight on paper, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think that's sort of me uh, wrapped up. Baz, anything else to add in before you tell people to you know like, share, subscribe? Uh, yeah, this weekend as well, Will Surrey is taking on a magic uh, Rosans- Rosansky uh, in the EFM. E- EFM, the European Fight Masters for the Light Heavyweight Championship. So it's EFM 3. This Saturday, the 20th of June. Um, I'm sure we'll find out what time that's on later on in the week. But that's that Yeah, hopefully we get a stream somewhere. Yeah, that's going to be taking place in Poland, if I'm correct. Yeah, if we can get a stream, we'll maybe we might do a swipe up for it or something. We'll see yeah. what the story is. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's, uh, there's uh, Matthews Piscaraz as well, who fights in, for, in Ireland as well. He's on the card as well. For, in the I think event. there's three SPG guys on the team altogether. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, for people that are looking for some earlier fights, because as we know, the UFC, mm. when you're here in Ireland, is on very, very late. So uh, that sort of wrapped things up for us. Uh, we covered the, the boxing game, then the yeah. game. And, uh, things are heating up in the world of mixed martial arts. Yeah. And, and if you're looking for more great content on it, you have to subscribe to be here. Yeah, exactly. And then next weekend, it is Dustin Poirier taking on Dan Hooker as well. So we're going to be, looking to, we're going to be going over everything. And how could you not return to watch that? Exactly, man. Exactly. So uh, that wraps things up, Ross. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, again, guys, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, stay energized. Stay energized.